When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. My Talkers, it's Thursday. It's a beautiful fall day right now. And you know what? We're going to brighten up a little bit more here for this last hour of the show with Lori and Julia. And we might have something to give away this hour, right? Oh, yes, we do. All right. People are going to have to hang out with mm-hmm. us for a while. Yeah. Okay. Sometime between now and 5.15. Love it. Right. We got some good wild tickets sometime between now and, what, 6? Yeah, yeah. And you got to be able to go on Saturday, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of exciting news for our, yes. uh, Zendaya, who we were just talking about her earlier this week when they had the, de- the premiere of Dune and she wore this kind of futuristic structured sequin just like to dye for gown. Yes. And um, she is the Council for Fashion Designers of America. Basically, the, uh, the CFDA, they always pick... A fashion award recipient okay. every year All right. it is the equivalent of getting. It's the Oscars for fashion. Got it. Okay, <laughs> you've won an Oscar because your fashion has been so commis- so consistently amazing. Right. She's twenty five. She will get the Fashion Icon Award, making her the youngest ever recipient. Wow! And. Um, she really, it's happened, like, I mean, she just takes risks. I remember, I forget what it was, but it was like a... She wanted... The the, the Tom the Ford, Emmy. the pink metal breastplate with the... Her fashion is just so oh, incredible. Lord, that was gorgeous. Remember gorgeous. that? Yeah, but she's in Euphoria, and she's been yeah. in lots of things, but she's... Uh, she's uh, she's joining a, a star-studded list of other fashion icon award recipients. People who've won the Oscars for fashion include... Um, Lady Gaga, yes, Beyonce, Naomi Campbell, Rihanna, and most recently Jennifer Lopez. Because she, oh, oh, but it took her a long time to get wow, it twenty five years. Wow, no and kidding. Zendaya works with this stylist, um, La Roach, and uh, they just have an amazing connection. Connection with I, I really, I rarely and, see and, and her again, ever in a mess. No, she's in. She's so lovely and beautiful and tiny. She's a hanger. Everything looks good. On yes, her. yeah, she yeah. is. But she's. I mean, the Met Gala. She did a Joan of Arc look. It was the 2020 Critics Award when she wore the Tom Ford breastplate. That was so amazing. And Gwyneth Pelter wore the same thing on she the did. cover of another magazine, did. but yeah. it didn't look, you know, the the same. But anyway. So she's um, very excited about that. That's November 10th. And All right. Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy will be the faced, face of the year. So she's a new face, the Queen's Gambit. Yes, I knew her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we've already talked about Ozzy and Sharon getting their 
little their movie um, that's going to come to the big screen, and their son is producing it, Jack Osborne. Yeah, and I like him. Yeah, I do too. And Margaret uh, Qualley, have you guys watched, or maybe you've seen it show up in your Netflix, that show Made? Everyone loves that. Everyone? I know a ton of people are watching really? it. They all love it. Yep, everyone loves it. Oh, another show I got to worry I, about. Yeah. A little dark, but yeah, people love it. Yeah, yep. and it's, uh, well, right now, it's like, um, it's like doing very well as far as the streaming. It's taking over, um, not not quite to Squid Game level, but it has had very little... The word of mouth on that has been word of mouth on it. It hasn't had a lot of buzz. Right. She hasn't been on a bunch of things or haven't been. Made. Yeah, made. And it's Margaret Qualley. Yeah, you're right. It has been. Andy McDowell's uh, daughter is in it. And, um, but yeah, people are really uh, loving it. And the show is based on uh, a memoir of the same name. This real life story. So, um, anyway. It looks good, Lori. Yeah, and she worked with her mom on Maid, and she said, you know, and that's Andy McDowell. And in she's on the cover of um, Bizarre Magazine. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I've got news for you, Lori. What? Oh, gosh, where did it go? Where did it go? It just disappeared. Never mind. Well, and if you'll remember, in January of this year, um, remember when she was dating Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Earlier in the year. Yes. And we were like feeling like, oh boy, we Why don't want her dating him. him. Right. And um, is she still with him? No, no. She broke up with him. She was dating him. She, they were dating for about three weeks when FK Twigs began detailing in the media how Shia love bombed her, then yep. abu- groomed her, and then began abusing her. And he was dating her. And they broke, they broke up after a couple of months. And so Bazaar asked Margaret about this. And she said um, she had posted the cover on her Instagram uh, account. To have, it said thank you, and she said, "Well, it was important to me for her to know that I believe her, and it's as simple as that." And I don't want to talk any further to you, uh, Bazaar Magazine, about my love life. Good for but, her. But she just said, "Yeah, it's I important wanted... for me to." I like that. And maybe she was having the same thing. She was seeing the same thing. Those. I tell you, the love bombers, that's a red flag to look out for. Okay, that is a red flag. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you've been seeing, there's been some tweets online about... Um, tweets are always online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twins are two. I know. But, okay, so there's been things, of of course, Mick Jagger's coming this weekend, okay? Right. And so one of them, I think, I last night was about... You know, I'm going to be the person taking Mick Jagger around the cities. Where should I take him? Mm-hmm. And then now today, John Bream just posted five minutes ago from the Star Tribune. Meet the homeboy in White Bear Lake alum who is Rolling Stones production manager. Problem fixer Opie, everyone calls him. Oh my he doesn't tell at Mick Jagger, but he tells the accountants and then he fixed the problem. So there's going to be a good profile of Dale Skurrith or something. Mm-hmm. So I just think um, everyone is on Mick Watch and... One of the big ones that Palmer's still feels like that's a top runner for where you would might see Mick because Mick wants to go undercover and be just a regular right. in the city. So you're going to have to look at everyone around you and, you know, because he's he's slight Mick Jagger. And you put on a hat and some and, and you've got and, a mask and a mustache. Maybe you're going to know he's yeah. not even doing no, that. No, I know. But yeah. But I mean, so these are some of the things as you're making your weekend plans and maybe you aren't going to the Rolling Stones like me. 
Yeah, to be um, prowling around. To prowl around. On and, Saturday. And exactly. He, yeah. And I just kind of love how everyone is getting so excited about the concert. We know you have been for three years. You've had the tickets. Linda from Dr. Crutchfield is going. She's very excited. She's never seen the Rolling Stones. She hasn't? No. And uh, I Grant, would, have you? I would call. No. Nope. No, you haven't. But no. you're not a big fan? Not really. Not. Right. not really. I would call if you were really, really wanting to go and you don't want to buy scalp tickets or be up in the nosebleeds. Right. Call U.S. Bank Stadium and find out when, if do they have a box office that you can go because at some point, 24 hours before the concert, tickets are going to be turned back. And maybe they're Mick like, and the lads only have so many friends here that they know that are gonna they're, that are gonna be right. freeloaders and ask for comp tickets. Right, and this is what halfway through their tour because they've only got thirteen cities or something, right? Yeah, but they're the Rolling Stones, so they're taking it very leisurely. Like they have a week off; they're going to be so happy. They'll have had a whole week off. Right. They'll be ready to jam again, and of course, they have fond memories of the Twin Cities. They've played here at least five or six times, at least. And, um, you I'm know, trying to think of course, I... they famously, famously Prince. So one of the th- cool things that I think the Stones have always done when they've gone on tour is that they try and have bands be kind of regional or to the area of be their opening act. Yes. Prince opened on the West Coast tours for the band in 81. Okay. Famously booed yep. people through yep. crap at him. They didn't know he was here and... The Twin Cities and then maybe Milwaukee and maybe, I don't know, I don't know, Chicago too. It was Lamont Cranston oh, I in 81. About that. So they have, like, they do some Who, kind of, who's opening it's Black this? Pumas. Oh, I love the Black Pumas. Yeah. We love that song, mm-hmm. which I can't think of the name of it. Mm. When was that? Was the Metrodome in 89? Yes, yes. Steel okay. Wheels. Yes. Yeah. Steel Wheels. And I don't know the, who opened. I so you asked me I did see that one, but I was young. I did see that one. Yeah. That's the one I've been to with my parents. But yes, no, that's it. So. Yeah. yeah. So you did see them. Yeah. And they had the big didn't they have the big was that the one with the big blow up dolls? I vaguely remember yeah. I was six, so I really don't I should remember more. Now, I was in now, the I would have, now, why did your parents take you to that? Because, Julia, they are the coolest parents in the world. Right? We had some big, uh, I had the big um, headphones. headphones that covered my ears. They and wanted him to have a good credibility for yeah. what was your first concert. That's like Rocco. That was my first, first concert. Con- yeah. Grant, yeah. Grant. You're never going to have better credibility than that. There you go. My first one I actually remember, though, was, uh, was uh, Leonard Skinner, Target Center. Ted Nugent. Excellent. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. You know. Oh, my I mean, word. It, it, there are people who do think that way. I want yeah, my I kid to have the good. I remember how mad I was you brought don't, your be kid quiet. to the, We're not. We don't even talk about it. To the American <laughs> Idol. And I told him, It was don't. Soul Patrol year. Yeah. I said, don't. Your kid is going to, if he's going to be honest, he's going to have to say I know. that. And the other one but was. But he never honestly answers. He gives and the other the one was one. Black Eyed Peas for the other kid yeah. of mine. Yeah. And That's I'm, a good one. That's not bad. Oh, I'll never forget because we got tickets from work. And yeah. We gave them away. Yeah. We were on the opposite end of the end zone yeah. at the highest row. Uh-huh. And I just was like. Did you leave like 10 minutes after No, started? he went and found his friends who had great seats. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to uh, go. Listen, we've got the fifth caller. We've got a pair of tickets to give away to see the Minnesota Wild versus the Anaheim Ducks on Saturday, October 27th or 23rd and 651-641-1071. And remember, students, college night discounts are back this season and tickets start at just $39. So find out more at wild.com slash theme packs. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Yeah, same to you. Oh, we've got some daytime television gossip about The View. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) We always have gossip about The View. So this is concerning Meghan McCain's new memoir that she has written, Mm -hmm. where she accuses The View of having a toxic environment. Well, executives at ABC, according to sources at TMZ, are like, no, 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 that's not the case. We weren't the toxic ones. It was you, Meghan McCain, who were the toxic one. So ABC executives are saying that the notion that Meghan McCain left the view on her own volition is wrong. And also, same for her claim that everybody except for her was oozing toxicity. Now, the source over at TMZ, who's at ABC News, said Meghan was essentially forced out of her role after an internal investigation into the environment that she describes, which TMZ was told, in fact, real, that there were issues over at The View. But it was mostly due to Meghan McCain's behavior on and off camera, not her co-workers. I, we all, yes. we, any of us who watched it, Holly, and I watch that show every day. She does. If you had eyes and you had ears, Meghan McCain, because she was either thin-skinned or I don't know why, but she felt very thin-skinned. She got upset every day and made things confrontational no matter what it was. And it was, it kind of... It was exhausting as a viewer, and I can't imagine how exhausting it was on the show. And yes, sometimes I can see where she might have felt ganged up or whatever, being the only conservative. But nine times out of ten, she would be delusionally offended about... It would be like working with just someone who's a baby and acts like they're in eighth grade and they're delusional all at the same time. time. And they think everybody else is the problem. Oh, it sounds exhausting. I yeah. believe I believe TMZ. I, I really do because I had eyes and ears and I watched it and I was just like, what is wrong with her? Well, right. You know, watching, I didn't watch, not didn't watch The View like you guys mm-hmm. had the opportunity to just because the hours in the sure. day. But it seemed my perception of The View and specifically when Megan McCain was a panelist on The View is that she was looking for her hot takes to go viral. Maybe. And And now that's interesting. Yeah. Well, and that she was taking this position where she was victimizing herself. Yes. Because then that would become a viral hot take. Then you could make the headlines. Oh, look at the panel on The View. They're ganging up against Meghan McCain, and she's the one who has to stand Mm -hmm. her ground on that. It puts her in a, a particular position. Yes. That would be advantageous to her in the end and the kind of media personality that she wants to be perceived as. I guess. Wow, Holly, I never even Mm. thought about that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're probably a a thousand percent right on that one. Because, I mean... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. She is married to a guy who's got a very, very right-wing, radical, Breitbart, and he would do an awful lot of trolling of like Anna Navarro and sometimes the other ladies mm-hmm. under his name and... She would never really like say her husband's name. Right. Or she tried to keep that, but I mean that that whole tech that whole side of the media is fl- flame it up, set it on fire, and let's get as much noise as we can out of something that might not even be all the way true. Exactly, and you know, Megan McCain has leveraged that mm-hmm. into new jobs. She's over at the Daily Mail now. We She's knew, a columnist. Yeah, yeah. We knew though that she that they were not renewing her contract. Uh, uh-uh. I never believed she left voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to read Megan McCain's new memoir, it's called "Bad Republican." You can only listen to it. Oh, that's right. It's like it, it's an audio, it's an audible exclusive. <laughs> it's an audible. Only, you can't even read the dang it's thing. Audible. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. they're not they're worried about the book sales when they only do the audible version. Oh yeah, of course. You just go over there and get some clicks for yeah. your for your book, so yeah. to speak. All right. Well, that's happening. Uh, something else that's been happening, in fact, for the past seven years, is the court battle between Doctor Luke and Kesha. Oh, seven years. This, this is has just been going so on. much time. Yeah, it's been a ton of time, and we're moving towards a trial date. And today, a New York Supreme Court justice ruled. That, yeah, we're going to see the receipts on Sony's end. Sony didn't want their receipts mm-hmm. out, but the judge rejected Sony Music's concerns and ordered that various contracts, business plans, and other financial records be unsealed within days. Finally, because Finally. they ruled in Dr. Luke. But Sony has had so much money to fight this with lawyers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they have. Now, here, in case you missed it, I need a refresher. So, Dr. Yes. Luke is suing Kesha after she accused him of rape. Mm-hmm. Kesha's countersuing on the basis that Dr. Luke's claims of defamation and breach of contract have no merit and are subject to a New York law designed to protect free speech from fr- frivolous litigation. So they're both getting ready for trial, mm-hmm. and now they'll have these Sony documents to pour over as this progresses. A whole big mess is going to come out, because I... Oh, boy. Because we have wondered how has... The Me Too escaped music when it seems like the music business would be just as equally bad as the Hollywood business for terrible behavior and assaults and, you know, well, right. You know, things happening. Interesting to think about the music industry in the context of Me Too. Now, this lawsuit between Dr. Luke and Kesha was filed before. The Me Too movement really hit its stride. Seven years and seven years. And, you know, you think about rock and roll. You yeah. just, just think about it and that Sex, drugs and rock and roll. It's just, yeah. Yeah. There, there's so much that I, that I don't know how to, to tackle it. I mean, we, we have as a society, you know, R Kelly, they made it, you yeah, know, he is, he has true. seen his day in court, mm-hmm. but outside of that. And oof. Lady Gaga and Katy Perry have basically confirmed, you know, uh, this Kesha story and that this Dr. Luke was right. like, you didn't want to be left alone with this guy. Ugh. Yeah. 
Well, this is moving to trial. Good. So we will see what comes of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do a little vintage gossip. All right. Let's do a little vintage gossip about Marilyn Monroe. Apparently, oh, Prince Rainier, who married Grace Kelly, Marilyn Monroe was his first choice. Really? Oh, I love it that he's picking out of a magazine who he wants to marry like we'd pick a bra out of catalog. Well, I don't know. I feel like he was desperate to burnish Monaco's reputation at that time or something. Yeah. So according to the... So there's a new docuseries out called Royals Keeping the Crown. And Prince Rainier was about to lose his crown after World War II. You know, there was financial ruin, low tourism. Obviously, like people were not coming to Monaco during World War II. And he had no heirs, was unmarried, so it's like, oh, I gotta find a wife. Who am I gonna find? How can we make this land wow. be a fairy tale? Yes. Let's get an American actress. Is that basically it? Yes. It was like, hey, let's merge with America's new royalty mm. and court a Hollywood celebrity. Wow. Did he ever court Marilyn or call her or right. arrange a thing or um well it seems that her name was quickly thrown out you know like a list okay. like okay well Marilyn Monroe some possibilities. here are some possibilities however her sexy public image people were like mm, maybe mm-hmm. that's not good for your image Prince why not Grace Kelly who seemed like she was just the you know most beautiful Gorgeous, but apparently she screwed every one of her she, co-stars. She totally did. She, she had a totally hot sex life. And, unbelievable. Yeah. For the times. It, for the times. Well, maybe the, the, that's always happened. It's just that it was never an out, out... You couldn't be a woman and be out loud about your sexuality right. that way. Yeah, so Grace Kelly went to the 1955 Cannes Film Festival. Is that where they met? Well, she was invited to visit Monaco after oh. that for a photo shoot for Parrot's Match magazine. Oh, I love that. At the Royal Palace. Yeah, Grace Kelly, man, she got around. Yeah. <laughs> And he probably, you know, he was kind of handsome and suave and debonair, and he's a king. Yeah, and apparently Grace Kelly was already in a panic about, what am I going to do in Hollywood? Because she was 30 or almost 30? Almost 30. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Mary, Panic at the disco. Yeah, panic Jeez. at the disco. Right, that's good, Holly. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. You're welcome. All right, what's happening on the roads? Got a few accidents. Hi, talkers. It's Thursday, October 21st, and Lori's got something for us. What is it? She has a theory. Oh, we've got so many theories today. I've just got a, a, a Lollapalooza of theories for you. But I thought I'd start with this one because okay. that, this never gets old unless you're an only child, such as Grant over there. But <laughs> sibling rivalry, Julia. Yes, what about it? Well, of course, they're common as hell when we're kids. But would you believe that uh, it uh, continues well into adulthood and maybe until all of you die? I would believe it. Yeah. I haven't experienced it, but I would totally believe it. Yeah. Um, at least uh, one, a poll of people found that 51% of people say they still have at least one competitive relationship with one of their siblings. Um, they compete over everything from cars to careers to yeah. home ownership. Um 20% of siblings argue on a regular basis, not in any kind of a... Too negative way, but about the favorites. They all know who's the favorite. If Grant, do you know who yours is? Well, he's the favorite. I know. He, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it, yeah. it was a joke. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it, that's a thing. 
Um, I was just checking if he knew. Yeah, yeah. he's an only child. I'm aware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Other areas brothers and sisters battle about include vacation destinations, their skills as a parent. Um, for many adults, this is nothing new. Um, it's one, funny. One in five, every one in five say they've had a, a rivalry with their siblings at every major stage of their lives. How exhausting. Um, Do you feel like you have this, Lori? Uh, you won. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that uh I that we do as adults, but um that doesn't mean that my siblings that there isn't someone feeling rivalry towards me. Oh, okay, right. You know, right. I'm one of the joys and you blessings don't, of you being don't live the by oldest them. is that you automatically feel pretty sure of your place in your life so you don't really you already know that your your parents favorites in some areas That's not true. you know i but i'm just yeah, saying in all cases there's a confidence yes, there you have a confidence okay that maybe that maybe in younger the, people vying for more love because yeah. they weren't the first grandchild they weren't, the first, they weren't so, the first of everything yeah um it never goes away um really? basically is what it says what percentage of people again well i mean like i have a Fifty-one percent. Wow! Really? Yeah. On average, siblings argue twice a month over things like politics, or what to watch on TV. A third of people have admitted that they stopped talking to a brother or sister for a period of time over disagreement. I think the bigger the family, sometimes the more opportunity this has to come up. And um, and for what it's worth, twenty-five percent of people believe it's. Competition is a healthy aspect of a sibling uh, relationship because okay. it helps you achieve more. You've got this other measuring stick. I agree with you on that 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one and two still argue and compete with their brothers and sisters. Well, I mean, I do I do argue uh, with my one sister. Right. We, if, we, if we were to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we... We text. It seems like a safer emotion. Okay, for you two. For for yeah. the two of us. Like, yeah, the mean one. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. that seems easier because if I talk to her, I, I'm going to, you know. Blow up. Yeah, I could very well take her and, you know, we could be rolling around in a, you know, in the grass somewhere. I mean, we go right back to, you know, you seventh guys, and sixth grade. You do. Oh, we were always tussling. Yeah. That's because you're near twins. They were near, too close near, in age. Too close in yeah. age. They're, they, for a few days, have the same birthday yeah. year. Mm. You know, it's Three just, days were the same but Three same days. Age. They're called mirror twins. Yeah. There you go. Or Irish twins. Irish twins. Wow. Okay, here's another one. Now, yes. Uh, Grant, I think you might have just turned this age. This is a theory that, and maybe this is good, because now, you know, uh, we just will know. But for okay. Americans feel most stressed in their lives at the age of 36. I just turned thirty-seven. So thirty-seven. So see, it's well, already last one year was pretty behind. stressful. Was it pretty stressful for you? Ed? Yeah, last year was very stressful. Lost my job here, got it back, and yeah. got to be with you guys. But now, now that we're rolling, things are a lot less stressful. Right? Yeah, yeah. People just um, that's so funny, Lori, because you always have had this theories when anyone turned thirty-six. Because I've known Lori forever. Julia, 
you're the age of all great sex symbols now. That's 36 right. is the best age. I mean, you always spend well, every age into this what, positive Well, because thing. it is good. Because once you've reached 36 mm-hmm. and every year after that, you will just continue to get happier, more comfortable. Not to say that you won't have hard times, but you are not going to have some of the anxiousness yeah. or wonderings that you had 10 years before that or even five years before that. This is the beauty of aging and purity in general. But 36 might be when people feel the most stress for a variety of reasons. It might be because you're in the thick of a career, kids maybe. It just depends on which path you've chosen for yourself. Because you could could be choosing the, I'm an artist or, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're doing this, you know, you're not taking the safe road of having right. a, you know so anyway money issues of course money you got is, more money after 36 a little bit usually which that's helps. that's kind of it so anyway so that that's that, a good one i got that from um the journal of um wisdom q no wonder i don't use that one very much i don't even recall <laughs> reading that <laughs> But you got it down i got it i got well, it you call reading All it, those guys the regal q <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is a theory that I completely can understand. All right. All right. Americans have hit their tipping point in the kitchen. Oh. (laughs) We, one out of three people, have agreed that 2020 and 2021 has dulled their love for For cooking. cooking. Yeah. Isn't that kind of interesting? Okay. So I've eaten out every night this week, which never, ever, ever happens. Yeah. Quite frankly, it's quite enjoyable. Isn't it nice? It's so nice. Yeah. It is so nice. Yeah. Expensive, people, but nice. Well, I just feel that... My brothers are paying. Yeah. People feel... <laughs> Good job. Well done. That it's your turn tonight, for sure. No. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not paying. So, um... I've got the short arms. Um, so, yeah, people feel their patience in the kitchen <laughs> is at an all-time low. Grant just cut out. The T-Rex arms. I yeah. like that. My I'm going to always... make you pay tonight. No, you aren't. Yeah, I've I am. been paying for I'm so many say, other things you have no I'm idea say, about this Julia week. Julia wants to get this for her oh, brothers yeah. tonight. Oh, okay? my, yeah. my, my dad's quote all the time when he goes out with one of his friends is, do you have tax in your pockets? Yeah. Because right. he never wants to reach for oh, his no, Lori, it's your night. You haven't been out with us. Yeah, that's why for sure I don't have to pay. No, it's your turn. Um, okay, so yeah, people are at an all-time low. Their patients were just, people are... It's just not in the front of our minds. The pandemic has exhausted their love for cooking over the past year. Not that we're not confident in our skills. We're just sick of it. It's just another decision in a day. Yeah. And more work. Cooking it. Then it's like you get to enjoy it for 10 minutes, but then you spend an hour cooking it and cleaning it. And you know what is the number one thing? Is the recipe right. Eating the same thing. Yep, exactly. Over and over and over. This is why we need to take out our cookbooks and look at the pictures. That's the right, pictures. Julia. See what inspires us from the pictures. Grant, do you do the cooking? cooking was all at an all-time high at the beginning of the pandemic. People remember I made tater tot hot dish. Well, we I was had making to cook. soups. There was no rest- There was right. nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, we were like kind of enjoying it. We were like, oh, we're getting back to the kitchen. And it was like, Alex, we were like, you know, we're cuddling up up and we're oh. it was good time. it was good for a little bit there yeah yeah so people are sick of it mm-hmm. we're not alone we are not alone we're not alone people are sick of bad news too can i just go out and say that theory 
That's a good one. People yeah. are always sick of bad news. But, but right? There's like, never a time when it's like welcome. It's more yeah. So I'm going to just take your theory and push a hole in it oh, and whoa. just say that, that was from the Q magazine. Yeah, but <laughs> people never like bad news. I mean, unless you are like the odd, strange person who loves oh. to read or, stuff that gives you anxiety, or if it's against your rival sibling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe, there you go. maybe. There you go. All right. Well, that is that I'm is all I have for the boring hole. theories. Yeah, poke a hole. I'm in gonna your deflate theory. that one and just let it go. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you put sneak that in there. Are you doing <laughs> people that shit up? What, Captain Obvious? Bad news, damn it. <laughs> Bad news. Back right. to the kitchen. There we go. We'll be right back. <laughs> well, the weekend. Did you get the news? You know, it's not. He's not coming to Excel. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yep. That happened like days ago, didn't it? I just told you yesterday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Glad <laughs> just, that you're I here. want you to know. It's Thursday. Uh, your time. We're almost done with that. the show, but don't check out quite yet. We've still got some time. You're such a brat. No, sometimes. it was just yesterday because you were like, what? Yeah, I just, I don't know why uh, that didn't get, like, I thought there'd be something in the paper today because that was like a twice delayed concert. Yeah. I don't know. Can the weekend fill up stadiums? No. I'm not That's sure. what I don't think so. The party, the other underwear party that happened last <laughs> night for a birthday party was Doja Cat at a birthday party. And my goodness, hmm. people were dressed like just... Um, Let's check it out. Yeah, check it, it out. It Holly like, posted it. It's, it's a lot of see-through. Yep. A lot of see-through. Uh, little outfits happening there. And um, if you... Holly labeled it Carrie Smooch's Mr. Big... But if you click on it, she's smooching someone who's not Mr. Big. So if you don't want a spoiler, don't click on the Carrie Bat Bradshaw kissing Mr. Big. Because it's kind of mislabeled. Yes, it is. She didn't mean to mislabel it, yep. but that ain't Mr. Big. Well, you've just given the spoiler alert. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honest to God, if yeah. you... <laughs> <laughs> Why bother doing clicking on the picture when I can just say it, say it out loud? loud. But I mean, you'll you. see who it is. Oh, good Lord. That's what I'm saying. There's some outfits here. Wow, you're right. There are some very see-through outfits, like you said. This is the the new way to have a birthday party in Hollywood. That's weird. Come and wear your sheer stuff. Now, I would love it if there would be more guys in sheer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Mick Jagger famously wore. He wears a sheer shirt, a mesh shirt. Let's see some more men being mesh. Why do the women always have to be naked? Why can't a man show up at a party in a jock strap, a nice one with a mesh shirt? Remember those cutoff meshes that went right, just right, yes. mid, oh, yeah, just yes, for yes, men, yes. and they were wearing them in the, like yes, the eighties yes. with oh, some yeah. Zuba pants and oh, showing yeah. those abs. Oh, I love it! I oh, love it that you had in the Zuba. Wearing them a few years ago, let me tell you, it's <laughs> only because he doesn't have the midriff of me. I Jager. love that you add in the Zubas. Well, that was that, <laughs> that was, was part of the look. That was part of that whole mesh it was cutoff mesh look. Absolutely, that's so funny. You went into a gym in the 80s. I just think of my That's dad. That's what you saw. There was this time, you know, when dad just had this pair. And he wore them all the time. Do you remember that fashion? You might have like been. Were, you went around with us. I wasn't I around, but I've seen oh them gosh. in the various iteration of a Zumba. But they were probably Viking ones. They, oh, yeah. And it was always, always, always. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Do you know they're... Yeah, they made a comeback about six years ago, and my poor self was selling them at a kiosk at Eden Prairie Mall. So, oh bless your heart, Grant. Every sports, uh, oh every Grant? sports team. Color. I love it. Yeah, I spent a lot of a lot of winners at kiosks and malls selling things. Did you do well? Uh, you know, I mean, the person who owned the uh, owned the kiosk did right. well. I didn't know, and it was it's just money needed yeah. extra money, but. 
those Zubas sold like crazy for a couple of years. About yes, they did. Uh, you know, in early, I would say 2010 to 2011, 2012, they came back and were hitting real hard. So but, Right. <laughs> yeah, Zubas. I, I feel like Julia was trying to find them, and you couldn't find them because you wanted to get them because then they were so out of fashion that they came back in fashion, and You're your boys wanted a- them. You, no, no, no. I think that that was true when they came back. Oh, when in. they came back for a second, I may have wanted to yeah. for a Christmas present. Yes, you're right. In I may, a, in a I may thing, have wanted and to. We couldn't find them because people that's were right. like buying them up. That's yeah. right. Like, oh, this is uh... okay. So the scream, you know, there's Hollywood, Hollywood Halloween costume shortages. So Grant, you might know this. You know the scream mask. Oh, that was the most popular mask when I was in high school because mm-hmm. that first one in '98 came out when I was in like eighth grade. That mm-hmm. everybody, okay. had, everybody that. had that. I have mask. like six of these in my home, but they are like, would that be worth anything on eBay, Grant? Mm, no, maybe tw- maybe fifteen twenty bucks at oh. like you know you might be More able to get than something. Figuring out how to do it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not worth the time to send it out. Go to the post office. But there, those are in high demand again. Because the movie, the the fifth I think you know that should be our Halloween out. costume. We could no. just be scream. It's so easy. One could be Drew. Remember Drew Barrymore was the first girl murdered yeah. in the first scream. I do Did that. You could I be the cream that. sweater. Oh, she's the one who answers the phone. Yeah. Julia's probably never seen the movie. I've never seen him. Oh, really? No. Yeah, she's aunt, she's babysitting. She's home alone. No, I'm, I'm anti scare horror yeah. movies, but I have. But she wears a cream sweater and like a pair of khaki pants. Yeah, and a little turtleneck. Yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? And, yeah. and they go through the. The whole thing and oh man i just yeah. watched the first scream last weekend it's actually good it's really good really it good holds oh, up is does it really yeah i mean you're not All ever right. gonna watch I it know but, it, but if, you know if, if you haven't up. yeah if you haven't seen it you will be wondering the entire Third time, time who, who is doing it yeah. they do a great job of moving it around and mm-hmm. making you think it's one person but it's not and boy at the end is it a nice surprise not a nice it surprise. is it's, it's a, a surprise, surprise. okay is. well yeah. that's good no drew barrymore in the first three minutes of that movie lives everybody's nightmare of being a babysitter and having someone know. stock your house and he I, there was one part in where she goes well, well she asked her out on a date and she goes well why and he goes well i want to know who i'm looking at and then that's when it was like she's like wait what what and then that's when she freaked out and oh yeah it's great great scene great, great scene yeah great opening scene um yeah drew barrymore had alicia silverstone on uh yesterday and she told a very funny story about how she's been kicked off Bumble and Raya. She said, I'm like Sharon Stone. I get kicked off these things. People don't believe it's really me. <laughs> okay, that that's, I'm impersonating that's somebody. Funny. That's she funny. Said, so yeah, Sharon Stone and I, we've both been kicked off Bumble and Raya. Nobody she, wants to date me. Was she the one? Well, that's because she chewed up her kid's food and spit it in their mouth. Oh. I don't think that's why people don't want to date her. I just think, uh, you know... She was just kind of maybe being extra funny. I'm yeah. sure she would have no problem oh, getting I'm a date, sure. but maybe not. Who the hell knows? It's Hollywood. They might all want a 25 year old. All the guys you're interested in, just That's like Sean in real that life. worked out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or he said he doesn't have his ring on. No, he's sitting outside of a burger joint in uh, Santa Monica. It's gone now. Yeah, but he doesn't have sunglasses, a hat, or or any sunscreen, any moisturize, and on. Moisturizer on it all, so. and the smoking does not help that with him either. He's a big smoker, right? Yeah, so many but, of those people smoke. But the, the moisturizer, don't forget to moisturize. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some moisturizer. <laughs> That's your favorite line to me, Julia. Did you moisturize? That's what I remember since I started working with you guys. Oh, moisturize yeah. and wash your face. So I still do it now <laughs> since I started working with you guys. Well, look at those are two really important things that you've gained from us. Absolutely. You're winning. All right, everyone have a fantastic night. We'll be back tomorrow.
job done, off you go.